I want to give a big thanks to all the Iowa State Cyclone fans who showed up from Ames, Iowa to Stillwater, Oklahoma to be on hand in Gallagher Arena just to go on and get you some. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl-related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We are available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter, at Oldeo State. Today, we're partially brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net It is where the game starts. So, yes, we talked the other day about how the Bedlam basketball win was a must-win. And statistically speaking, when you're hovering anywhere in the 40% range, statistically speaking, you're going to put yourself in a position to win a lot of ball games. And then we get the number 12-ranked Iowa State Cyclones to travel to Stillwater, Oklahoma, and we get to show up yet again and do that exact thing. Put up big numbers. When you put up big numbers, you have the, the capability of winning any game when you're this talented. And when you shoot 43% from the field and 42% from three-point arc, you're, again, going to give yourself an opportunity to beat anybody in the country. Iowa State, again, kind of felt dis- disrespected coming into the game because they've been pushed to the back t- type of TV slots, uh, although they're the number 12 team in America. And they, they came in with something to prove, and, and they typically travel very well from a fan base perspective. They did that for the most part yet again. I will admit that the crowd wasn't exactly what I thought it would be after putting 11,000 in the seats for Bedlam and them not being ranked to the number 12 Iowa State Cyclones coming into Stillwater. I thought maybe this would be an opportunity for us to get 13,000. Didn't quite happen, but nonetheless, the crowd was was, was good, and we had a couple of our big-time commits, uh, four-star guys on hand like Brandon Garrison, as well as Justin McBride to watch the game. So the crowd did do their part. Uh, they did get wild at the end because – We put ourselves in a hole. And so regardless of what happens after this game, this is yet another opportunity where we get to have the discussion of we have not played a full 40 minutes. Still, still, we get two big wins, and we still have yet to play 40 minutes of basketball. We go on these stretches, six, seven, four, five minutes, where we just we're not the same basketball team. We're not doing what we're supposed to do. We're productive defensively for the most part but just like in this game we found a way to get ourselves in a hole down to 19 to 5 it was 19 to 5 to start this game off so it really you know it it was it was hard to fathom that we were going to make a a big run but defense can keep you in games right and and if some people begin to catch fire and the defense leads the way you're going to be fine Caleb Boone has another strong game guys this is back to back to back to back games now that Caleb Boone has been a different animal we've been saying if Caleb Boone and Musa Cisse can get on the floor and do this together at the same time that they're going to be extremely hard to stop 
darn near disruptive in every facet of the game. And Caleb Boone is still nursing that injury. Now, he did, in fact, come in and give us some minutes this game more than, you know, obviously the, the past few games because of that ankle injury. But there at the very end of the game, he tweaked it a little bit again. Mike Boynton talked about it, it may not be that big of a deal, but at the end of the day, it's another minor tweak to this Musa Cisse injury, which means the, the game of Caleb Boone has to continue to, to, to mature. And guys, it's been so much fun to watch. You know, we've been talking about Avery Anderson has been, I don't necessarily want to say a disappointment, right? But I, I do want to say that it's fair. If you thought that this was going to be the year that he, he kind of stood on his own, you haven't quite seen it. But this game, he shows up. Even with a an injured wrist, right? He's still nursing an injury as well and battling through it on the floor. But he shows up and puts up 18 points. And he plays a significant 36 minutes, which you're going to need him to do. And Caleb Boone, again, he, he was able to put up 13 points, grab multiple boards, and he only had to play what, 18, 19 minutes, which is massively beneficial. What do you do in his, in his first start ever at Oklahoma State University uh, in Bedlam the other day? You know, he puts up a nice 12 points and proves that he he's more than just a rotational piece. And the glass was working in favor. As they say, the bank was open today in the first half, especially for Woody Newton and John Michael Wright. Sometimes you need the bank to open up to get the shot to, to flow a little bit better. And as you saw later in the game, Woody Newton's shot and John Michael Wright got a little bit more pure. Uh, Woody Newton almost put up 10, just shy of that at nine points, but he's played 27 minutes now. And John Michael Wright is that point guard that we thought was going to come in and, and, again, lead the way. Avery did have to kind of slide in there and do a little bit more than, you know, he has the last couple games as far as just running the point. But when you're having somebody like a Woody Newton that's able to, to come on the scene and when Bryce Thompson isn't having the best game, right, again, we've seen Bryce Thompson get hot for multiple games. So, again, just like we've talked about, we haven't played a full 40 minutes just yet. If we have a game where – uh, Avery Anderson gets 15 and let's say Bryce Thompson gets a 20 and uh, Musa Cisse gets 15, 16, Caleb Boone, 15, 16. It doesn't really matter who we're playing. That is most likely a W no matter who we are stepping on the court against. If those guys, those four or five dudes put up those kind of numbers, we're going to win the basketball game. It's just, it, it's something that again, if we're talking about betting money, if you want to bet money, you should bet money on that happening. And if that ha does happen, because it's bound to happen at some point in time in the season. And when it does happen, that's the explosive team that you want to see. That's the explosive team that, you know, can make a big run in March. And it makes us more than dangerous. It makes us a team you don't really want to mess with. Not, not, not only now in the big 12, which is the best conference in America by far, in any other scenario moving forward, you've got to fear everyone in the Big 12. So, again, if we can carve out our niche in that 6-7 spot, we're going to be just fine, not only in the Big 12 tournament, but going beyond that. This is a year we can make a run. You can, again, get 8th, ninth place in the Big 12 this season and still be able to make a pretty daggone good run in the tourney. So we just got to get there. And playing games like this back-to-back -back is going to be able to, to allow us to do just that. But as we're over here talking about betting money, um, you know, I think it's fair that we right now turn pivot to bet online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting, news, stats, and analysis. 
Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from pro football, college football, bowl season, basketball, World Cup. Got you covered. And if you love sports podcasts, we have you covered there as well for the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today. Use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline.net. It is where the game starts. So the factors that showed up in this game gives you that, I don't know, that purpose moving forward. Because now it sets up a another massive game against a top 10 Texas. And regardless of what happens in Austin, because winning on the road against these top teams, it's not an easy feat. It's not going to be something that's simplistic by any stretch of the imagination. So you got to take care of the home games. It doesn't matter who you have that, that comes home. If you've got a good crowd, it's a winnable ball game. Doesn't matter what name is across the front of the chest. If you've got a crowd in Galgariba, this is a game you could and should win. I don't care. Bring on KU in Galgariba. I can tell you if you interviewed Bill Self right now, I bet you money. If he were to tell you one of the places in the conference that he does not want to go to any year is Stillwater, Oklahoma. Our record against KU in Galgariba is, I think, the best in the Big 12. So we kind of have their number in Stillwater. And if, again, if we can get 11,000 on hand for Bedlam, if we can get, you know, I, I know, again, the crowd for Iowa State, ah, 6, 7K. Come on, y'all. That ain't it. You got to have more than 7,000 fans against the number 12 team in America. But again, we had Brandon Garrison and Justin McBride, four star commits that'll be, uh, that'll be on that court next season on hand for the game. And so we did erase that deficit. And when you erase that kind of deficit, you're naturally going to get the crowd fired up. And that is, that is precisely what happened. Uh, the crowd got into it. It got crazy. It got wild. Everybody could see it. You could sense it. You can feel it. And that was only with six, seven K in there y'all. So again, from a recruiting perspective, we've talked about these kids coming to these games and if you're a recruit, we've had several say it, even some on this program, that they committed because of that crowd. Because of the 10, 11, 12, 13,000 people in the stands. When you have those kind of numbers, it does something. So now we're on a little run here. And we're, we're, we're poking our head around in the middle of the premier Conference for, for college basketball. I don't know. I don't know who would give you an argument. Who is going to sit here and say that the Big 12 doesn't roll head and shoulders above everybody else right now? It would be it would be laughable. It would be so laughable. It would almost be fair that you laughed in, in their face. So if you've got a Big Ten SEC type of fan. This is your prime opportunity to let them know that, uh, hey, football's good. That's that's cool. But in basketball, you don't hold a candle. Now, granted, postseason run is going to 
mean a lot and and, and how that goes. So, again, if you're a betting man, might be a decent idea to go ahead and throw some skin on any of the Big 12 teams making it to the Final Four. It's a safe bet. Again, we've made a Final Four in the Big 12 three to the last four years and one to that, or yeah, was four of the last five, one to the last three national titles. So we clearly are the premier conference. So again, if you're going to be betting, make a bet on a Big 12 team making it to the Final Four and you're safe. You could probably even say bet a couple. Probably still safe there. So it is going to be fun. I mean, I'm sure all of us is already excited for March and cannot wait. I am one of them. But at the same time, the conference tournaments are, are going to be pretty fun too. And you have some teams down at the bottom that could definitely help strength the schedule and RPI and things of that nature from a t- statistical side of it as the season progresses. Because if the guys that you've already played and, and even potentially lost to, like the Southern Il- Illinois, if they can saluki their way to a title, that does nothing but kind of boost you up. So this, this goes all the way around the board for every team in America, right? The teams you've already played that are in lower conferences, if they win their conferences, it does nothing but bolster your resume. It does nothing but help your chances of getting a higher seed or a better draw or better region. All of these things come into factor, which again, why the seeding is important. Regardless of where you rank in the Big 12, you're probably still going to have the opportunity to get into the tournament, yes. But it's where you rank in the Big 12 tournament that's going to give you the upper hand uh, when it comes to the seeding moving on. Because from top to bottom, there's nobody in the Big 12 that wants to play anybody right now, right? There's no games that you're going to come out unscathed, which is why the home wins are the most important. And you can go steal a couple on the road. That is going to be a big deal. But like going to Texas, it's not going to be an easy task, right? They are that good. We should have beat them at home. That's a game we let slip. That's a game that's on us. So regardless of what happens in Austin, we've already proven, right, that we can play with anybody, we can hang with anybody, and now beating OU and then beating the number 12 Iowa State, we're we're once again proving that that is the case. We may not win all of them, but we will take you down the wire, we'll punch you in the gut, and we will sock you in the mouth over and over, and we will make you respond. There are teams that have the capability of responding. Unfortunately, it's every team in the Big 12. So when you catch fire and you get a little streaky and you go on a little run, like a Woody Newton can help provide, like even right now an Avery Anderson's providing that spark with a injured wrist, he's still able to throw up 18 points. You have Caleb Boone that's still able to chip in 13, 14, 15. And when you have Musa Cisse coming back whenever he is fully healthy, that's another 14, 12, 13, 16, 20 that you could potentially put up on the board. Again, Bryce Thompson, we've seen him do it. We've seen him hit that plateau. We need to see more of it. The, the consistency side of things is the issue. You could maybe make that argument for everybody in the Big 12. The consistency might be a problem. But I think for us, it's even, it's even you know, it's on a bigger scale. Because some of these dudes have been playing together for a while. If there's a time that it should have been figured out, it should be by now. But again, that's that's if you're finding a bright side in the negativity, and the negativity is these massive layoffs where we do go multiple minutes without scoring, your defense can bail you out. But against really good teams, that window is going to get harder and harder to navigate. Again, we were able to do it against Iowa State. 
some degree, OU. How many times have we navigated our, ourselves out of 10, 14, 15, 16, 18-point holes to tie it or put ourselves in the opportunity to take the lead and it just not materialized? So, yes, we've seen the negative side of it. But, again, if you're looking at the positivity in the negative, it's that we haven't had a full 40 minutes. We haven't had an opportunity where all of these guys that we know can put up our near 20 have done so together. Let's just imagine the game that they all catch fire simultaneously. Is that not the definition of a fun one? And it hasn't happened yet. So you get to continue to hang on the edge of your seat and wait on the day that this happens. Wait on the day that we catch fire all the way around the board and we got four or five dudes in double figures, a couple big guys potentially in double-double range, Tyreek Smith chipping in four, five, six, seven boards. As you know, we can do. This is a game that it doesn't matter who we play. That's a game we win. That's the, the beauty in some of the negativity. Our ability to kind of keep things together defensively, coupled with the talent that we have. I know talent doesn't always equal production, as we've already seen. But when this talent all does kind of come together as a cohesive unit, at the same time, in the same game, it doesn't matter who we play. So that. That alone has got to give you a cause for, for positivity, right? Another thing that we all know is positive because I, I try to talk about them every opportunity I get is Built Bar. If you don't already know, Built Bar is the delicious protein bar that actually tastes like a candy bar. If you want a delicious treat without all the calories, without all the fat, you got to try Built Bar. We're right around the corner from the holidays, and no matter what your goals are, this is something that's massively beneficial, beneficial for you because it's healthy and actually tasty at the same time. They're so delicious, you will forget that they are, in fact, good for you. Well, what makes them so good, for starters, is the fact that they're covered in 100% real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. And, you know, it, that's not it. They're also featuring 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Do yourself a favor. Head to your nearest Walmart today, talk to the pharmacy, grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puff as we speak, or head by Sam's Club, run in and grab you a 13-bar box. Hit all of the flavors, including the brownie batter and the churro as well. You will thank me later, but do yourself right now a favor and thank yourself and treat yourself with yourself a box of Built Bars. This is a sneaky good team. Winning or losing in Austin is not going to show the, the real knit and grit of the team. We're going to steal some on the road. We're also going to lose some on the road. Nature of the beast in the conference we're in. But the games we have at home, we, we, we've got to, we've got to, Got to come through, right? The games that you have at home, ones that you got to find a way to get done because you're not going to steal too many on the road. You know, like we should have beat KU on the road. We, we let that go. Players tell you that. Coaches tell you that. Everyone will tell you that. We should have beat Texas and Galgariba. That was one we let, let slip, and it was ugly. 
you know, losing uh, losing a game in Manhattan. Expected. Losing a game in Waco. Sucks, but expected. Winning a game in Galgrava against OU. Gotta have it. Needed it. Had it. Needed the W against Iowa State at home in Galgrava. We got it. Whatever happens, Austin, no big deal. Right? We get our opportunity to prove why the Big 12 is better than the SEC when we get the opportunity to be, again, at home to take on Ole Miss. So that'll be part of the remember the 10 stuff. That should be a sellout. It should be pretty close as we can physically possibly get to a sellout because, again, it's an SEC school. It's an SEC school that just got our our starting quarterback, right? Spencer Sanders is now at Ole Miss. So there's a multitude of reasons we should pack the stadium for that one. And then we get to go to Norman. Let's take another Bedlam W. Let's go. Let's sweep Bedlam in basketball and steal one on the road like you need to do. We come back again at home. Uh, TCU. Again, we got the opportunity to go on a run here because then after TCU, we got Texas Tech at home. So let's continue to build this thing at home and make Galgar Iba the crazy, wild, wacky place that it is. And then we get to go get another one against Iowa State is winning in the Hilton Coliseum easy? Again, absolutely not, but possible. Go steal one from Iowa State in Ames. If we knock off a few of these W's here, guys, we could potentially find ourselves ranked with KU coming to Galgra Iba Arena for Valentine's Day. I mean, is there a better date in the United States of America other than maybe, oh, I don't know, skydiving? that you could do to take your old lady or your potential old lady, girlfriend, wife, whatever it may be, to the KU game in Galgrab Arena? I mean, I'm just going to be honest, fellas. If if she can go to a, a packed-out Galgrab Arena against the top three Kansas squad and not feel something inside of her body, you may have to reevaluate, Okay. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a life coach on days that end in a life. Okay, so who knows though? This is a, it's a huge, huge potential game. We should have a big crowd for it no matter what. And February 14th, best date, best date I can think of. So, hammer away. Let me know your guys' thoughts on what our chances are to, to carry out a strong. Big 12 presence because we got we got a lot of games coming at home and we win a few of them if we go on the little stretch here. We are in this thing, so let me hear your thoughts. Let me hear your thoughts on the Big 12 conference as a whole uh, and, and, and our chances. All righty, y'all. As always, until next time, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And thank you for tuning in to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Later, y'all.